It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. A 9-10 game season and then trying to get a legitimate Grey Cup championship beyond that. If they can pull off 14, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's practically a full season. You are listening live to Quick Kicks, a presentation of Third Down Gamble. Welcome everybody to Quick Kicks here on Third Down Gamble. I'm Don Charbon and joining me tonight is Greg James, better known as CFL America. Great to have you on the show. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, so you're in the Midwest of the U.S. Chicago would be defined that way? I am I am literally in the shadow of the Sears Tower. Really? Ten miles away. I can see Sears, the Sears Tower from my back room. I always like to affectionately say I'm in the shadow of it. I do work... My office is near the Sears Tower. That's where I like. When I tell people I'm in the shadow, yeah, there are days I am literally in the shadow of the Sears Tower. Yeah, I would imagine because that's one of the tallest buildings in the world. So wouldn't be hard to do. No. <laughs> Your moniker is CFL American. You're a huge CFL follower. A huge CFL follower, and I love the league. How did that come about? Where does a guy do that in the Midwest? I think part of it is is wanting... Well, I've always known about the league, and I've always, in a way, been a fan. But up until the last, I would say about 15 years ago, we did not get CFL games down here. The thing that really cemented it was actually seeing a CFL game on TV and watching it. I've always, I'm a big history buff, so I've always, and I love reading football history. And the CFL history, I there's just something about it. Maybe it's because it's a very small league. But also part of it is, too, I love Canada, and the Canadians that I'm good friends with love their football. It's, you know, I'm a big pro football fan. I love the NFL. But the CFL is a working man's league, and there's something about it being a working man's league that makes it my favorite football of all. There's one saying that goes around here that if you want to make money in football, you play in the NFL. But if you love football, you play in the CFL. Right. People who play in the CFL love football. You can see it on TV in the way they hustle. You don't see the same hustle, I don't think, here with NFL players. And CFL game, of course, you got the wider field and the 20-second clock. So if you're not moving, you're in trouble. Right. As they say, even if you're two touchdowns down in a CFL game in the last three minutes, the game is far from over. That is probably the one of the nicest things that they ever did was to put stop time into the final three minutes of a half. That wasn't always there. Really? It was brought in in the 70s, and it really started to change that flourish at the finish because prior to that, teams could actually literally run out the clock. Mm. It's funny, trying to explain to people why I like the CFL to Americans down here. Usually when I talk CFL, I get that look. Like, what are you talking about? Canadian football. My, my response always is, have you ever watched the game? Nine times out of ten, no. Watch it. Now, I've had friends of mine who have watched it, and then I'll get a text message going, boy, you're right, this is awesome. I don't know, Americans uh, just, they seem to like their four-down football, but nobody can explain why four-down football is better than the three-down version. I personally think the three-down version is better. Well, I think each has its merits. The The American field it does. isn't as wide. 
an extra down for the offense because they have less room with which to work is part of the reason I think they went with the four. It was way back in the day. It was also to allow for more incompletions because the quarterbacks weren't that great and he wouldn't be punished as mightily. Right. And the Canadian game in the 30s was toying with going with four downs, but they ultimately decided against it. But three downs on that wide field, if you had four downs on that wide field. Yeah. When I watched the game on the wider field, you know, I've played football down here on the on the regular size field, and seeing that larger field, on, even in a book, just knowing what the feel of the American dimensions are, then you see that Canadian field, you need to be a real athlete to play on, on a CFL field. Typically, you find players here a little bit smaller, but definitely a little bit more agile. Yeah. If you're a shutdown corner in the CFL, you can play anywhere. Right. Just comparing the, the two versions, I mean, they like you said, they both have their merits. But for me, it's a personal, just something very personal. I prefer the three-down game, and it's, uh, you know, of course, I, I'll watch, I'll watch any kind of football, whether it be three-down, four-down, arena league, what have you. Even six-man football is fun to watch because there are a lot of elements in six-man football that are in Canadian football. I'm just a huge football fan in general, but the CFL has always been my number one league. It's always been, you know, I, I was able to watch even before we got to see stuff on. TV down here. And I always joke during that brief American expansion, I was too busy being single. I never really watched much CFL when it did come on. If, if any, I don't recall watching any, but I was 25. So I, I spent very little time in the house and this was before I got married. Yeah, that happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. It does. I'll take the three down variety any day. You know, what's been going on now with the CFL and now talks with the XFL. I'm the one with all the chatter going on me, I'm like, I want to keep the three-down game. Let's keep the Canadian game. Do you think that it's possible that if they do merge, that three-downs wide field could stay as part of the game? Or do you think that the pressure from the American side is going to be too great that the CFL is just going to have to capitulate? Here's my take on that. Nobody, I've not heard anybody on the American side say, get rid of the three-down game. There's a lot of speculation on the social media, as you and I have both seen, but nobody has come out to say we're taking away the three-down game. Now, everybody just assumes the three-down game is going out the window. When you look at the stadiums that are available now in the States compared to what they were 25 years ago, we have the stadiums to fit a wider field and a longer field. In. We've got so many soccer-specific stadiums that you you may have to make adjustments in the end zone, say trim them up. Instead of having a 20-yard end zone, go to a 15. At least on the width, I think I, I think it can be done. Because the other part of this is how does the XFL and the CFL sell them? We're, it's it's going to be four-down football. It's just another brand of football. But three-down, that's almost as Scott Adamson said the other day when we did our podcast over on our new podcast over from the 55-yard line. The CFL is like a whole nother sport. It's it's a different brand of football. And for us, that makes, and we both kind of agreed, that it makes for, it's not football. It's just a different sport in general. So I think if you mark it as a new sport, yeah, Americans might take to it. Staying out of the NFL's lane in the fall and playing in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you start in late spring and make your way, you know, you can finish your season up maybe say, by the end of September, there won't be that much of a conflict with the NFL. 
but the CFL's been playing it head to head against the NFL for years. Well, the CFL has made moves to get off of Sundays. Right. The Alouettes were probably the only team that actually would play on a Sunday after Labor Day. Right. Beyond that, most of the other teams had decided against it. And with Thursday night football, the CFL used that all summer when that was free, and then they abandon it when the NFL version comes along. But Friday night football is still there. Thursday night CFL football was my favorite night. It really was. For the time it, you know, the time it's on, I rush home. It's like, got to get in there. Time for the game. And that's why I'm paying the money for the ESPN Plus package to get and watch those Thursday night games. CFL Thursday night games are so much better than NFL Thursday night games. Well, the CFL Thursday night game is not necessarily two teams that aren't the greatest. Right. You might have the Grey Cup champion versus the team they beat on a Thursday night. Right. Where in the NFL, they typically don't put the the showcase game on a Thursday. Yeah. For those who are listening who uh, can remember, to me, the Thursday night CFL game reminded me a lot of 1970s Monday night football. Just There was just a little element in there that just it brought back memories. Not so much of controversy or anything. To me, it was must-see TV on a Thursday night. Sports TV. Much like Mondays used to be here. And now Monday Night Football is a far different form than when it was 30 years ago. It is an afterthought. Sunday night has really taken over, I believe. Sunday night is, but sometimes Sunday night becomes an... I mean, to me, Sunday night football is, that's what I do. I mean, most of us, that's what we do. But it's not an event like it used to be. At least it doesn't have the feel of an event. Monday night especially doesn't. Sunday... It's more of an event feel. But CFL Thursday night football, to me, always had the feel of a, an event game. Well, CFL, I think they, they had Friday night football in the 90s, went away from it, and then brought it back. And I found it was almost a pointed viewing because on Friday night, anything could happen. And we've I know the guys that aren't with me tonight, Pat and Heath, can point to numerous Friday night games that were just unbelievable. Yeah. And catching on that and moving another game to Thursday. There have been some classics played on Thursday as well. Yeah, I'm I'm just getting nostalgic thinking of those Thursday night games in the last couple of years. You know, we were asking, you know, like my love of the CFL. Yeah, that's it was cemented with those Thursday night games. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The CFL has announced that it's going to come up with a new schedule for 2021. Of course, the third wave versus the vaccine. This is the the big battle that's going on because Right. All these variants are now rearing up everywhere, and some provinces are getting hit harder than others. Do you think that the CFL can make it from mid-August through to Grey Cup this year? Well, I think so. With everything that has happened in the last 13 months, just based on what I'm seeing, I'm expecting something to happen to you know, put a roadblock in, whether it's a new wave whether it's something with the vaccines. I'm hopeful, but at the same time, I'm pretty realistic going, well, this is, you know, with what the, the league put out, I'm like, okay, that's that's great. and I'm glad you put something out there, but we have to be realistic that this could change at any moment. So I think it's a good, a good plan to shoot for, but when it comes to what the CFL has done since this all started, to me personally, when you know all of us were like, oh, "What's going to happen? How can 
the CFL get a season in? And there were many ideas thrown around, and it just, to me, it seemed like nobody at the league level was talking about, hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we try, why don't, for instance, since most of our players are American, good majority, how about we bring the Canadians down to the States and perhaps play, try to figure out a bubble in a stadium and play the games down there. I don't know. That is a fascinating idea. <laughs> even even now the talk is, well, we can't have training camp in winter because it's too cold up in Canada. Okay, well, then have your training camps down in the States. I agree with that. Yeah. I think if they do go with a spring league, if they ever do get together with the XFL, I, I'm, I'm in favor of that. My other thought was, well, the border is closed. Why not have all the CFL rosters filled with with Canadians? I know, and that's kind of the frustrating thing with football and especially international football. We down here in the States don't get to see what else is out there. That would have been awesome. I mean, it'd be awesome to watch Canadian college football, but we don't have that option down here. It, to be able to see the CFL play with all Canadian players, I think would have been a great idea. It's been a long time since the CFL or the predecessor of the CRU had all Canadians. Yeah. I think you're going back to the 30s, the early 30s. And even then, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, It created some disputes over the years. Uh, Saskatchewan had to give up two wins because they had too many imports, as they were called back then, in the 1959 season. So they had to forfeit two games. Yeah. That's just me looking at it going, well, the NHL was playing up in Canada in the bubbles. So that's just, just my, just those were my thoughts. And I'm just kind of, was kind of surprised that nobody at the league level, and if they did bring it up the league level, they never told anybody outside of the league, but that would have been, that would have been a good, I think that would have been a good idea. Play with Canadian players in in a bubble and say Edmonton or Saskatchewan or Winnipeg, play the seat, at least get a season in. So as you have gone through this spring, you've been hearing about Redbird Capital and the XFL talking to the CFL. We've heard the circular reference from Randy Ambrosi. We're talking about talking, although it seems to be more substantive now. What does the XFL mean to people down there? And would a merger be viewed as a good thing or as a what? Well, to answer the one question that I, the XFL, how people think of the XFL down here, first of all, they think of one person. They think of Vince McMahon. They don't think of The Rock at all because the XFL will forever be tied to Vince McMahon, even though we know now he's not part of that, that group. But the XFL has always been kind of viewed as the butt of a joke down here. And that has everything to do with what happened 20 years ago. The, the XFL, if you ask the average football fan down here, what is the XFL? They're going to think pro wrestling, Vince McMahon. Chances are they may not even realize that there was a second XFL down here. I know when they were on you know, last year before the season stopped, I knew they were on, but I knew other people didn't know that there was another XFL because during that time period, as I was wrapping up my Navy career, I was down in Arizona a lot. And I'd be like, 
I'm going to go watch a football game. Football game? Yeah, XFL. What? The what? And so, so there is name recognition, but it's, it's from 20 years ago. So it's a bit of a legacy issue. It very much is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the, the teams that were here originally in 2001, when Vince McMahon, the whole XFL, the first version of it, and I don't know if you've ever had a chance, but there's two great books on it, the XFL and what happened. My favorite one, the title is, it was, it was football stupid. Cause that's really what the XFL should have been, but it wasn't. And therefore, you know, we, anybody who watched the XFL would watch it and going, this is not, they're trying, but this is the, the ratings for the league were in the toilet by the end. And, uh, so that's, that's the legacy of the XFL. And I, if you ask anybody now, they probably have either they, they'll re- refer to XFL from 2001 or they'll have no idea what you're talking about. It almost would be incumbent upon this new ownership group to maybe rebrand the league unless they think they, they can salvage the XFL brand itself. I think so. Rod Peterson made a great point. Keep it the CFL and name it the Continental Football League. CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part. Be a team player. If 2021 goes through, 2022 is obviously next up, and the CFL and XFL continue this discussion and come to some sort of an agreement by, say, November of this year. Mm. And they announce it post-Grey Cup. Do you think the CFL would want to wrap around right away three months later and start up again and say, let's go 2022? Or would they need a year's break to get everything organized? I think you're going to need a, a few months break just for the players. You know, playing, playing the sport of football, you do need some downtime to rest. I don't know. I guess my question would be, I don't know. But I would think that the CFL players would just need time to kind of rest and recuperate. To play football year-round is... It destroys the body. It would mostly affect the final four teams that were in the playoffs because there'd be an extra few weeks that they'd play that that the other five didn't have to play or whatever. Yeah, that's a very good point. Didn't really think about it in those terms, but yeah, you are right. going to be interesting. Uh, the big thing in Canada is, of course, people are very upset because they may be losing something that they've known for so long. Yeah. The other side of the equation is, is that the league office, whether because of NDAs or whatever, just hasn't talked too much about what's going on in the discussion with the ownership group of the XFL. Right. The frustration builds and builds and builds because we're we're waiting for an answer that doesn't seem to be coming. Yeah. Well, it's understandable that they can't talk as a non-disclosure agreements, and that is something that I think now is is when we started all this about a month and a half ago now, if I memory serves me correctly. Very little's come out of the league. It really wasn't about until a few weeks ago people started saying, well, there's non-disclosure agreements. Okay, well, that makes sense. But even with that said, there was really nothing from the commissioner. There's so much that hasn't been said. It has just fueled so much speculation that it's it's very counterproductive for all the fans. I mean, it, it, it is, we're seeing it where it's almost like a, a political debate down here in the States from the past four years, it feels like, about 
keeping the league as it is and the XFL. It's like, no, in the end, we're all football fans. That There's much more that unites us than, than keeps us apart. But at the same time, change is inevitable. You know, the sports that the sport that we grew up with a foot a football evolved over the years. There was a time where kicking a field goal was worth five points. It was also a drop kick only. <laughs> yeah, drop kick only, no forward pass. The the sport has to evolve in order to survive. And I think that's where we're at with the Canadian game that they're trying to figure out. How do we keep up with the times and preserve the legacy at the same time? And I guess to finish, the one thing that has been said, and I kind of agree with, the CFL is the only league that doesn't have an American franchise component to it. True, yeah. Maybe it's time. And to me, as an American, I wish we had that. But at the same time, the one thing I love about the Canadian Football League is it's Canadian. It represents, I mean, to me, football, football is one of those sports where it's a very patriotic sport. It brings out the Patriots, whether they're fake Patriots or not. And I won't even get into down here about all that. But when I watch a game out of Canada, even though I'm not Canadian, I, I, I enjoy the patriotism. I have good friends of mine that are Canadian that are proud Canadians. And Canadians should be proud of what they have in the CFL. Even though there are a lot of American players, you talk to any American player, their love of Canada comes through in every conversation. Canada means more because they play down here. They know what they're just they they identify as Canadian, I guess, is how I want to say it. Where can people find you, follow you and what is the podcast? The podcast is from the 55 yard line. And you can find our podcast at a couple places, cfl-radio.ca, wcfl.us, and cfl-radio.us. You can find me on Twitter at CFL America, and I have a blog at cflamerica.ca. And my partner for the podcast is Scott Adamson. And his website is adamsonmedia.com, and his Twitter handle is adamsonsl. In fact, Scott just just wrote an article today about the CFL and the XFL. He's a retired sports writer. His articles are, are worth reading. That's awesome. Because he's got some great insights as to the XFL and the CFL. And he covered the CFL, the American version, the American team, uh, the Birmingham Barracudas back in the day. That's great. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Third Down Gamble can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio. Worth watching.